0: This is the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Doctor Julie Capel, episode number forty one. Hey there, friends, welcome to the podcast. I'm excited to be here today to record another podcast for you. It was a busy day today, I went into work, I did a lot of paperwork, had a lot of meetings, and all of our doctors are in the hospital on Mondays, and today is a Monday, and um, it's just fun when there's that much energy in the hospital, we're that busy, we're seeing clients and we had a lot of really interesting cases, it was just a really great day. And then I came home and I worked a little bit around the house. I ended up coaching someone this afternoon, which I always love. And whenever I can do that, I just feel super useful and super excited. So today's just one of those days. Now, I wanted to talk about losing our patience with clients, and then when I got to thinking about it I thought well this is more about the client's expectations of us. My blog this week was about this client expectations and the reason it came up for me was last week we had a little dysfunction around a client's expectation and I was really amazed at what some clients think that we should be able to do and also what we do. And they can have some very unrealistic expectations of us. And that brings a lot of frustration to our job. So I thought that would be a great topic for us to talk about and kind of examine why people expect what they expect, what we should want them to expect, how we need to create boundaries around their expectations in order to protect ourselves And then when they do have unrealistic expectations, how do we manage that? And how do we communicate around that and resolve those conflicts? That's what this is all about today. So our business being a service business, there are lots of opportunities for us to fail. And basically what I mean by that is failure to meet the expectations that the people that we serve have, and that can cause disappointment to our clients. When people call into a veterinary hospital, like they do into our place of business, they're oftentimes very unaware of what really goes on behind the scenes. They don't understand the complexity of our profession and what we do. They relate it to human medicine, but then again, they have different expectations of us than they do of their human physicians. They may think that having a veterinarian call them back is as simple as us sitting at our desk, just waiting for them to call us, waiting to return their phone calls. I don't know if they picture us sitting at our desk typing or what exactly they do, but a lot of times I think that's what they're expecting, is that when they call, they're the only thing that we have to do and therefore we should call them right away. And then in reality, what's happening is that our days are so full that oftentimes we never even get to see our desk, let alone sit at it. And there are days in my hospital that I never even get to sit down. I'm sure that we can all relate to that. The definition of expectation is a strong belief that something will happen or be the case in the future, and a belief that someone will or should achieve something. They think that we should do something. So if your hospital is like my hospital, the receptionists spend all day answering calls from concerned pet owners trying to decipher whether the situation is emergent or it's just ordinary and something that can wait. So they ask questions, they try to read the client's minds, they talk to the clients, they try to get a feel for how the client is feeling in order to make either an appointment or take a message for a doctor or try to decide exactly what they should do. Now, the doctors in the hospital are working 10 to 12 hour days. They're giving vaccinations, they're performing surgery, interpreting radiographs, and then having to record everything in detail into the computer. And then also they have to approve prescriptions, write prescriptions, dispense drugs, analyze blood work and urine tests, and then report the test results back to the clients. What I think the clients really don't sometimes understand is that working doctors also have families and homes that they need to attend to. And at our hospital, there's five of us, five doctors, and every one of us has families. We all have children. Some of them have grown children like myself, And then we have two veterinarians right now at our hospital that are nursing mothers. So in between their clients and all the things that they're doing in the day, they're having to pump and store their breast milk multiple times a day. And I don't know that clients realize that this is going on when they're on the other end of the phone line or they are in the waiting room waiting for us to see them. Don't think they have any concept of what we actually do. And I really don't think they understand what an emergency looks like and why sometimes we have to just drop everything to either attend to an emergency or perhaps even do a euthanasia because those always take priority. And I don't think clients really understand this. And that is where their expectations and the reality of a veterinary hospital get out of balance. Now, in human medicine, the things that we do are usually done by an army of people. If you've ever gone to your doctor's office and they want to run blood work, some of the time they'll draw the blood work in the doctor's office and then they'll send it out for analysis. Sometimes you have to actually drive to a different building to get your blood drawn or walk to a different office to get your blood work done. If you need an ultrasound, you have to call up and schedule it weeks in advance And then you have to wait another week or two to get results. If you have any other more advanced testing, you have to wait. The last time I got blood work done by a doctor, I had to wait, I think it was at least 10 days before I got my results. And veterinary clients expect us to have those results within 24 hours. And most of the time we meet those expectations and sometimes we even exceed them. But because we're so efficient and because the client is so used to this kind of service, sometimes when we don't uphold that standard is when we get ourselves into trouble. And the clients can become disillusioned or angry sometimes even. And that's when we end up with the bad online reviews. And we've talked about that on another podcast. But that's when that kind of stuff happens. Or they come in. Wanting to talk to the manager or the doctor because they're angry about something that we did that wasn't within their expectations. So, what are clients looking for when we talk about expectations? There have been some surveys that have been done that show that what clients are looking for in their veterinarian, by order of importance, are his or her kindness, the availability of our attention for them, our capacity to listen. And then the last thing they're worried about is competency, which is really interesting. Competency oftentimes ranks below all these other things. Because clients assume that if we've all graduated from veterinary school, we all have the same diploma and the the same training, that we're going to be competent to treat their medical problems. Or actually, their pet's medical problems. (laughs) Sometimes I wish that I could treat their problems. So let me tell you my story and why this all came up for me and why I wanted to talk about client expectations. And then after I tell you my story, then we're going to talk about ways to fix this or at least try to fix it because we're not always going to be able to deliver perfect service to our clients, but I really do think that if we can do some thinking about this and setting expectations in a better way for our clients, um, maybe doing some boundary work, that we can do a better job with this subject. So let me tell you my story. We have a client that comes to our hospital quite regularly. They have multiple pets. And so last week they called the hospital asking to speak to a veterinarian about their cat. And they talked to the receptionist And they basically just told the receptionist, we want to speak to a doctor. Would you have a doctor call us back? And apparently the receptionist said, sure. They wrote up a message and I think it was on a Friday, left a message for the doctor to call this particular person back. And so at our hospital, we have a break in the middle of the day where we can try to make phone calls back. And sometimes we get to those phone calls. And sometimes if emergencies are coming in or if the morning appointments overrun into the afternoon appointments, we end up not getting these calls back right away. And so as it happened this particular day, the doctor that was there apparently called the people back left a message they didn't they weren't there when they called and I'm not 100% sure when the callback occurred but I think it was at some point during the day didn't get a hold of them and then wasn't able to recall them back again until eight o'clock at night now our hospital closes at seven and so at times veterinarians are there calling clients back after hours and so this particular doctor, not knowing why these clients were calling, called them back at 8 o'clock. Well, at that point, this doctor, she got their voicemail. And so she just left a message, said, I'm returning your call. I'll be in the office tomorrow if you want to try me back. Be happy to take your call then. Left a message. So then I'm not 100% sure what happened between that phone call at 8 o'clock at night and Monday morning, but at some level, the client tells me that they had to call six times. Now, when I get the story from the doctor, I get the story that she called back four times at some point between this Friday and this Monday that all of this was going down. And then the message from the client was, that this doctor called us at eight o'clock at night and we work at eight o'clock at night. So that is unacceptable. The client was somehow angry that she was called at eight o'clock in the evening because she was at work. And so fast forward to this Monday and now this client is super angry and she's threatening to leave the hospital And she's all upset because her dog has been, quote unquote, suffering for a week because the doctor did not get back to them. Now, at my hospital, the receptionists are trained that if somebody has a problem with their pet, that they can double book them, squeeze them into the schedule. We very rarely turn clients away from the hospital when they have a problem. Unless we're double or triple booked or we've got a bunch of emergencies, it just doesn't happen. And so in my view, this particular client didn't ask for that service. For some reason, she just wanted one of our doctors to call her back and not after eight o'clock at night, which apparently wasn't communicated in the beginning. And so now it's this big, ugly deal that this lady is angry about and so she's calling and talking to the manager and she's emailing me and we're trying to negotiate through this in some way and so I'm not saying that this client is wrong because if she really had to call six times in order for us to call her back once then I would consider that unacceptable and I would also be angry if she called us six times and we called her four times and we just kept missing each other and we called her at eight o'clock at night and she was working and we had no way to know that, then that's kind of a different thing. And so here's where we get with these client expectations. This client had the expectations that our doctor would call her Before 8 o'clock, or sometime during the day, and, and I don't even know what time that is that she wanted us to call, because when we did call, the phone wasn't answered. And our expectation was that she just wanted a call back from a doctor. And we didn't know there was any urgency, because either she didn't communicate it to the receptionist, or the receptionist didn't perceive that she was in a rush to get a call back from a doctor, so you can see how it gets kind of jinky. <laughs> the client thinks we're going to do one thing. We think we're going to do another. We think our behavior is perfectly appropriate. She thinks our behavior is not appropriate. And so there's this total back and forth of expectations that aren't being met. And that's when we get into trouble when clients' expectations are not in line with our actions. And so in this case, we talked it out. We, The manager talked to the, the client. I talked to the client. We did some emailing back and forth. And we eventually kind of worked this out. I don't think she was completely happy, but she did bring her pet in. One of our doctors saw the pet and apparently was able to help the pet out. And so hopefully this client relationship was saved. Now, there are instances where a client relationship cannot be saved. And in those instances, we have to do some thought work around this problem because it's going to be difficult for us not to feel bad about this client's situation, that their expectations were not able to be met by our hospital, But we also have to realize that as a doctor and a hospital group that we are doing the best we can and that there are going to be some times when we cannot meet every expectation of every client that is within our practice. And we have to be okay with that. We have to understand that no matter how hard we work, And no matter what we do, that there are going to be clients that expect too much of us. And so we have to be confident in the fact that we are doing the very best that we can for every client. And even though we are doing the very best we can, those clients aren't always going to have expectations that we can meet. There are going to be clients that have higher expectations like this client who expected us to call her during the daytime because she worked at night. So how can we work to manage clients' expectations and how can we communicate better with them in order to keep those expectations reasonably? And I think one of the main things that we need to do is work on our communications as doctors, but also at the front desk. And basically what I mean by that is Set the expectation that you are a human being with a very demanding job and a lot of things on your plate, and you're not going to be able to drop everything every time your client calls. And so if the front desk can start by saying, there's a very heavy schedule today, the doctor may be able to call you during the hospital break, but if not... The doctor may not be able to call you back until later this evening or possibly even tomorrow. Is that going to be a problem for you? And if so, what can the receptionist do to change that? Either the expectation of the client or the time frame in which the client gets a call back. Can the receptionist offer to have a technician call back? Can the receptionist offer to make an appointment for the client to come in and talk to the doctor and get on the schedule for for that day or the next day, and can the, receptionist communi- can the receptionist communicate that the client's expectation of being the only client that is waiting for a callback is unrealistic? And can we do that in a kind way? So, starting out with setting a more realistic expectation is really the key, and being super honest with each client when they call in and letting them know what's really going on at the ground level of the practice will help so much. And the other thing that would help us a lot is to have one of our team ask the client, what specifically is your goal? Why do you want this doctor to call you back? What exactly is the problem? And I know clients won't always tell, Clients will sometimes try to guard the reason that they're calling with their life, and I don't know exactly why. I don't know if they feel threatened, that maybe we won't call them back if they don't have a really good reason, but trying to have a lot of questions asked on the front end so the receptionist actually has a really true picture of why the client is calling is really important. Now let's say that you have five clients at the end of the day that you need to call back and our hospital closed at seven and so we're probably gonna be calling them after seven o'clock. How do you communicate with the client to create a boundary around exactly what you're willing to allow as far as your time is concerned for that client? Because if you have five people to call back, and it's 8 o'clock at night, then you're not going to want to be on the phone with every client for 30 minutes. So that's where the boundaries come in. And I know we've talked a little bit about boundaries before on the podcast, but I want to just communicate this again because it's so important, not only dealing with the clients with unrealistic expectations of us, but also setting the expectations for them for the future. And what is it that you're going to allow them to take from your personal life? Because we all have things that we need to do outside of work. And those things are oftentimes very much more important than what we're doing in work. Sometimes just as important. And so we have to protect that time. And the way we do that is with boundaries. Now, I did a little video about what a boundary actually is recently for a class that I was taking. But the way I have been taught about boundaries, I think, is very creative and very, very useful. So the concept goes that boundaries are something that we create for ourselves. It's not a way to control other people. And we could be setting a boundary physically around something that we're willing to do or not do, and we could be setting a boundary around something emotional. But in this case, it would be more of a physical boundary because we're talking about client expectations. So this boundary is kind of like putting a little force field around you. And basically creating a boundary is designed to protect your time, protect your home life, and protect your sanity in a lot of instances and keep you from giving all of your free time to clients while still delivering the best possible service to those clients that you can. So a boundary has two parts. It includes a request that you make of somebody to change a behavior, and then a consequence of what you might do if they violate the boundary. And so in this Example of calling a client. This is how the boundary would look. I have five phone calls to return. It's eight o'clock at night. I only have till eight thirty before I have to leave because I have to get home because I have 16 things to do at home. So the way this would look, I take the first phone call and I try to take the most important one first if I can tell what it is by the expectations that have been set for me by the message that I'm left. I take that one first I make the phone call and I say to the client, Mrs. Jones, I have five minutes to talk to you tonight about Fluffy's blood work because I have five other people to call and I don't have a lot of time. So I'd love to talk about, talk about this with you for five minutes, but at the end of five minutes, I'm going to have to go. But if we don't finish our conversation, I'd be happy to call you back again tomorrow so we can talk some more. So now you've set a boundary. And if you do it in a super kind way, and you just explain yourself, I have to leave the hospital, I've got three other people to call, whatever it is that you have to say in order to communicate to that client, that you're not only giving them five minutes because you don't value them, but you're calling them in the five minutes that you do have because you do value them. And so a lot of it is in the delivery. So before you set this boundary, make sure you're clear about it because if you're not really clear, you're gonna stumble over it and you're not gonna communicate it strongly and then you're not gonna be able to stick to it when the five minutes is up because that is really the hard part of the boundary. So make sure you're very clear around what it, exactly it is that you need from that boundary and what exactly you're trying to create before you set the boundary. Now, once you've said this, and you've told the client that, you're, that you've only got five minutes, then you're not going to have to say it again unless that client decides to push the envelope and starts to push you into six minutes or seven minutes. Because most of the time when you tell the client, I only have five minutes, but I really wanted to get to this phone call for you so you didn't have to wait till tomorrow, most of the time they're going to keep it short and quick for you. Most of the time, they're going to be very appreciative of the time that you are taking to talk to them. So if this particular client decides to violate your boundary, and what I mean by that is they continue to talk beyond the five minutes, then it's going to be your job to say, I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to go right now. Can I call you again tomorrow? What would be a good time for me to call you tomorrow? And then agree on a time, write it down, Hang up the phone. Thank you so much for valuing my time. I really appreciate talking to you. I'll be happy to call you back tomorrow. So, using the concept of boundaries will help you to manage some of the client expectations about the phone calls that you're making. So, one of the challenges you're going to have when you're trying to do this management of clients' expectations is not feeling like you're being selfish. A lot of times our thoughts will go to, well, if I set a boundary and I don't do everything that the client wants me to do, that they're not going to like me, that they're not going to come back, that they're going to think I'm mean, that they're going to think I don't care about them and their pets. And that couldn't be furthest from the truth. We all care about our clients very much, almost too much. I think one of the things that we neglect to do a lot of times with our clients is to really let them understand that we are people. And we oftentimes forget to let them know what actually goes on behind the scenes in a veterinary hospital. And so trying to keep things under wraps or secret or trying to act like we don't have busy days really works to our detriment. And so what I like to do with clients is Let them really know what goes on. You don't have to tell them the details. You don't have to tell them all the gory stories or the ugly stories. And it doesn't have to come across as a complaint about your job. But I do think that if clients are starting to expect things from us that we don't necessarily think are true, that sometimes it's because we're not communicating with them what it's really like. And so if I get to know clients and the more I get to know clients, I'll oftentimes let them in a little bit on the secrets of what our job is about. I'll tell them things like, nobody's eaten lunch today. Nobody's had time to take a break. I haven't had a drink of water in four hours. You know, just little comments like that. So they really truly understand what it's like to be us. And I think sometimes If we can let them in a little bit and let them understand what our days are sometimes like, that they're going to be less likely to hold us to such high standards. And they're going to be more likely to understand that we're human beings with families. When my kids were younger, I would tell clients, look, I don't really have time to talk right now because I have to leave work and go pick up my kids from daycare. And if I don't get there in time, my kids are going to be the last one on the doorsteps waiting for their mother to show up. And my kids will tell you that they often were the last kids picked up from daycare. And sometimes they'll tease me that they're psychologically damaged because of the fact that I didn't pick them up on time. But clients need to know what we're doing. And clients need to know that we're not ignoring their phone calls because we don't want to talk to them. Sometimes we can't get back to them because we have other things that we need to do. We have a lot of commitments in our day and it's not an excuse. And I know that our job is important and they need us, but if you can just communicate with them that I'm doing the best I can, that I'd be happy to call you tomorrow, but today I can't, or even I've called clients from my car and said, look, I only have a couple minutes because I'm in my car, but do you have time to talk tomorrow? And I can call you back tomorrow. And so try to over-communicate a little bit without getting too personal, um, and share as much as you want. If you want to tell them your whole life story, you can. And sometimes they'll cut you some slack. And I really think that's true. I think that when we can see... Our veterinarians as real people that it creates a tighter bond between the clients and ourselves and also allows you to ask for forgiveness when something does fall through the cracks and most of the time I find that clients can be very forgiving so when clients have expectations whether they're very realistic or they're unrealistic it's our job to try to manage that, communicate with them what we are able to do and that what we are not able to do, try to understand where they're coming from and be open to that and try to manage those expectations if possible. Like the lady that didn't want us to call her after 8 cuz she worked. Had we known that she worked after 8, then perhaps we would have been able to call her at a different time. So try to Gather that information about clients so that their expectations will be more reasonable and that we'll be able to manage them better. And then when clients have expectations that you don't meet, don't let that ruin your day. Realize that you're human and that you're doing the best you can. If you need to set boundaries in order to protect your time, protect your family, protect yourself and your mental health, that that's okay. Because what clients need to understand is that veterinarians are human beings, and we are just working as hard as we can in order to take care of their pets the best that we can. And that involves taking care of ourselves. So I hope this discussion about client expectations and boundaries helps you in some way and that you realize that we are all in the same boat, that this happens to all of us. My veterinary hospital is amazing and there are times when we don't get it right and then we have upset clients and that's okay. That's part of the deal and so we need to expect that. So our expectations need to be the client's expectations are sometimes not going to be met. And remember that if you have the courage to take care of yourself and tell the truth and protect yourself, you're going to be able to take care of your clients better. So thanks so much for listening today, my friends. I hope you have a beautiful day. I hope all your clients treat you well today and nobody's upset. And I hope you're taking care of yourself. So have a beautiful week. Enjoy this lovely profession that we're all in. And I hope that you're back with me next week. If you have any suggestions for the podcast, send me an email. Leave a comment in the comments sections on iTunes or Spotify. If there's anything you want to talk about on the podcast or anybody that you want me to interview, please send me those suggestions as well. I hope you enjoy the music at the end of the podcast because I'm really loving hearing this new music that we've got. Take care of yourself, everyone, and have a great week. Bye!